0: Hello there, and welcome to the Stay Off My Lawn podcast, where we'll have a little fun, lots of laughs, and discussions on the common sense that needs to be applied to a lot of today's world news issues. And now, the disclaimer. Stay Off My Lawn is not attended as legal, medical, or financial advice. Void where prohibited. No purchase necessary to win. Open to legal U.S. residents 18 or over in the contiguous 48 states. Any resemblance to anyone living or deceased is purely coincidental. Actual prize may vary. Only use as directed. Not
1: a member of FDIC. And now, here are your hosts, Mike and Richard. Hi, welcome to this week's edition of Stay Off My Lawn. It's January 23rd, 2024, and this is episode 53. We're already done with the... uh, with a one-year celebration, we finally got everything cleaned up. And uh, I think Steve still looks hungover. I mean, maybe he just doesn't I don't know do
0: how it can happen a week later, but, you know, I think we were talking about it earlier, and uh, cheap beer and pizza before noon <laughs> – don't think it settled
1: well with him how old is steve now he's gotta be
0: 45 50 he looks like he's 90 but yeah he's not 50 yet no i don't think Uh, he's 50
1: yet yeah yeah. (laughs) maybe he's maybe he looks like he's 90 because he's been doing what we just saw him do last week too much Maybe it started
0: a trend and he can't get away from it. I don't. Yeah, Steve, we're talking about you. I'm sorry to wake you up in there, but just, yeah, yeah, we're talking about you. Just, just, just drink.
1: drink. Well, same to you. Just drink your coffee and shut up. That's right. Leave us alone.
0: Go back to paying attention. Yes, I started the clock. Leave me alone.
1: Oh, my gosh. How was your weekend? You got to watch some football this weekend.
0: Oh, man, I my uh, as the wife calls it, she said, uh, you've been making a pretty good batch of mushrooms. <laughs> because I stay in my chair so much I don't move. <laughs> you know, after 48 years, she gets away with saying a lot. Yeah, you know. uh, but there was three really good games out of the four that were uh, on this last weekend. And funny how three of them kept the games from going to overtime all via the kickers. Yeah. You
1: know, like I said, it, with the, uh, with, with the football, I mean, especially when they're playing, uh, in the, in the colder climate. So that football has got to be like a block of ice they're trying to kick anyway,
0: I can't uh, imagine how hard that ball yeah. is on your
1: foot. <laughs> I'm in Buffalo. I mean, it's I think, you, know, you know, I was watching the Buffalo uh Kansas City game, and I was looking at the temperature because I saw the you know the breath was just so heavy. And uh and I was like, I wonder what the temperature is up there. It's gotta be below zero. It was two degrees warmer in Buffalo than it was here in northwest Georgia. <laughs> and I'm thinking. What a bunch of uh, no
0: <laughs> Oh, I love it when it's that cold. It's look it looks like a couple of lines of bulls when they're lined up when yeah. they're just snorting yep. steam ready to <laughs> go at it. Uh, it's uh just a fun yeah. part Spreading of it. Spreading
1: COVID, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like... <laughs> yeah. The kicker who missed uh for uh Green Bay, they were in Jerry's house playing in the big house down in Texas. So there's no wind. Yeah, there's no cold, no excuse. Nope. Nope, uh, so that one wasn't good. Now, the poor guy with uh, Buffalo, that ball was going right for the uprights and did a right turn, Clyde. It sure did. It I mean, sure it is. just, it's, it's like somebody took it and went and w-
1: shoved it to the right. The way I figured, too, is maybe it got to a certain height and the way the wind kind of swirls around that stadium. It just kind of like it, it hit one of the, the currents that was coming by and just, because it did, it just... Phew, it, it it was very quick and it, it took. Yeah, off.
0: It, it was not like oh it's fading right. It
1: went up and this whoop. Yep.
0: <laughs> what the? How did they? Huh?
1: How disappointing <laughs> though. But uh, but you know, I'd i being my brother being from Kansas City. I'm kind of a, a Patrick Mahomes Kansas City fan, so I'm I'm happy with that turnout. So. Uh, yeah,
0: that was i um, I was r- rooting against. Kansas City. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was a good game though. It was fun. I mean, when it goes down to the last second, that's uh, hey, you get your money's worth.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, they had six uh, uh, lead swaps back and forth during the yeah, game. It, was, it, it was, was a lot.
0: It was just a good old fashioned Donnybrook, hard fought game. Yeah. So I, I, I enjoy watching those. I, um, I, and we, the teams were both cordial with each other when it was over. So.
1: And that's the oh, way it right. ought to be. You know, I, I kind of like when I watch uh, UFC clips and everything. I don't, I don't sit down and I never rent a UFC game for $50 or a UFC match or anything. Match. But I, I sit there, <laughs> yeah, I don't know where I, I'm still thinking football. Um, but but I like it when, you know, they beat the snot out of each other. And then it's like, then they hug each other after it's all over. I'm thinking, you know, there there's something kind of kind of nice about that. You know, <laughs> it's, like, it's just it's just work, man. I'm just here to, to do my job. Yeah. Um, um, speaking yeah, of-
0: it's, uh you're talking about your weather and we've got, uh, we've had just the, the snow is starting to go away because we've had a little bit of drizzly rain. We were upwards of, then eh, we had about 13 inches, 14 inches on the ground at one time, not Jeez. something normal for us. My car, the wife and I went, we don't have to go somewhere. We ain't go anywhere. It it's, hasn't moved in, uh, Today will be 12 days. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's not. And people go, don't you need stuff? No, we live about in the country. So we're used to going and shopping and getting stuff for a couple of weeks. Plus, our freezer is stuffed. So eh, yeah. we do with what we got. We're okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: And when you get older, you don't eat as much anyway. So it's not not quite as. Yeah. No um, big deal. So yeah, we, now,
0: right now, though, it's foggiered and I'll get up because of all the moisture in the ground and stuff i can't really see past my barn
1: (laughs) a couple days ago we were in the single digits and and uh we're back up to 40s now but and now it's starting to rain uh but my friend in alabama uh, we we talk all the time and he's uh he's kind of on towards the alabama mississippi line over there and he got a bunch of snow and it's been on the ground for over a week which is extremely weird yeah, because
2: if
0: you guys get it, it's gone within like two or three hours. Usually, normally,
1: normally, yeah. By the time the sun comes out, or by the time it warms up in the afternoon, but yeah, it's it's just been so bitterly cold for this area. It's it's been it's been awful. Um, so I don't know. Uh, now the cat, the cat just looks at me like, "Why did you do this to me?" It's like I have no control over the weather, and she doesn't listen to me. So uh, <laughs> she just Speaking always. Speaking of cats, she has this disappointed look in her face. Speaking of cats. Yes. Oh, oh yes. I, we're, yeah. we're going to talk about why I'm going to be out next week and the week after. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, let me hit that first. Uh, but that would be a great segue. Why did we miss that? Anyway. I don't know. <laughs> yes, you're going to. You're going to be gone. Then we'll go back to speaking of cats. Yeah.
0: All right. Yeah. Go ahead. I was trying. See, I was thinking segue. It was great. It was, it was actually wonderful,
1: but uh, I got ahead of Maybe us. Maybe we Sorry. should talk go about it later. <laughs> Um to give you a little bit of background real quick uh, about a year and a half ago uh, April of 2022 I was diagnosed with uh, esophageal cancer um it was only stage 2 hadn't metastasized so I went through chemo and radiation uh, during the summer of 2022 and um, scheduled for surgery, the surgery got canceled within hours because my doctor had a family tragedy in his in his life. Which, uh, if I explained it to you, is really nobody's business. Not it wasn't even my business, but I, I know what happened. He told me what it was, and it's something you wouldn't want to wish on anybody. So uh, I kind of got fell through the cracks for the last year or so. Um, my oncologist called me back in August and said we need to do another scope and see how everything's going down there, and um, so they did not another scope, and they said, "Yeah, uh, yeah, you're still a cancerous piece of meat." And uh, so, <laughs> 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 so we need to do something oh, I'm about. Glad that. they were and, subtle about yeah, it. It was very nice. They, these people are very nice. I, it, but and <laughs> they said uh, we need to do something about it, and it's not more chemo because that ain't gonna work, boy. Uh, so I'm like, all right. So we found out that the uh, the, the surgeon is back. He had taken quite a, quite a bit of time time off. Uh, it, was, it was really terrible, but um, but he's back doing his thing. He's probably one of the best in the world at doing this kind of surgery. What they do is take 70% of my esophagus and half my stomach and, and, uh, you know, throw that out to the dog. And, uh, and then they, uh, sew me back together and, um, you know, it, it, it'll be, uh, where they take my esophagus out and then I'll get a a gastric bypass to boot. It's kind of a, a freebie two for one deal. Um, but they um, they they said that this is going to be it's going to fix it all because cancer in the esophagus once it starts, uh, you got these precancerous cells, these uh, dysplasia type things that that you know once they start, it's going it, to it's inevitable that it's going to pop up in different places. So they uh, their whole idea is well, let's go out and throw the baby completely out with the bathwater, and uh, we'll we'll just cut everything, everything out. And uh, so anyway, I'm scheduled to do that on Thursday. Today is. Tuesday, the twenty third. I'm scheduled that on the twenty fifth. Uh, so, if you're praying, people, I appreciate the the prayers. If you hear this early enough, um, but I, like I said, I've probably got the best surgeon of the world. I've got the best support system in the world, Richard and and uh, uh, my wife, my family in Florida, my family in Augusta. I've got so many good people that are uh, that are supporting me through this, and uh, you know, I, I can't ask for you know any more. Uh, God's been very good to me, so. Um, <clears throat> but saying all that is that I'm going to be out for about uh, at least two or three weeks, I would think. Uh, yeah, because I'll be intubated, and I don't know how that's going to affect my uh, my vocal cords. Uh, but if I have the energy, I'm, I'm hoping that within three weeks, eh, possibly two, because I'm a little on the stubborn side, uh, and plus I'm not even sixty yet, so I should be able to. <laughs> Come in here and do this. Oh, you young whippersnappers! You always bounce back. So quick. I know it. I know it. As long as my feet aren't cold, I should be fine. <laughs> uh, so anyway, <laughs> well, do we, we're we, all we, wishing you the best, buddy. Yeah, I appreciate that. But you know, you, uh, most of the, our, our listeners have been with us most of the time, all the way through. So I figured it was only fair to to uh, let you know what was going on and um, and what was going on. And we may have a a guest next week. We've already talked to Charmaine, which she was a guest previously that we had, I don't know when that was, back in May or so. Um, About six months, six,
0: seven months ago,
1: something like that. And she was a great guest, and, and so we may have her on. Uh, but that's going to be totally up to Richard. Support Richard, uh, send him some good emails <laughs> and be nice to Richard. Call him up. <laughs> Somebody needs to be, <laughs> yeah, somebody's got to be nice to him. His wife talks all kinds of bad stuff to him, <laughs> and so. it, it might be an abbreviated <laughs> show. I, I
0: may have a, a conservative friend that may want to do one. Also, I we're chatting, so I, I don't. Want to say anything, who or what yeah. yet? But it's a possibility, and they might be abbreviated shows because I don't do what he does. He doesn't do what I do. That's what makes this <laughs> thing work: is you do that, I'll do this. We're done.
1: Ta-da! Yeah. Yeah. And we don't edit crap, folks. Nope. What you hear is what we did. <laughs> I know that's why we, when, when we trip over our own tongues, it it stays <laughs> in there, <laughs> even in the promos where we can go back and <laughs> easily do it again. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs>
0: Uh, Uh, Yeah, we don't pretend to have fun. If it wasn't fun for us, trust me, we would have stopped doing this a long time ago. Exactly. But we we actually have a blast doing this stuff of going, can you believe what they're trying to do now? It just cracks us up.
1: And that's why I was t- telling somebody about the show a few weeks ago, and they said, well, So what's it all about? I said, Well, we, you know, politicians, right? And they go, Yeah. So we make fun of them all the time. <laughs> it's like, Oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> and that's really the way I look at it. We just make fun of politicians. Normally, they happen to be on the left side of things, but I mean, you know, it, it just, they just give us more fun. <laughs> well, we've
0: made so. fun of those on the right as yes, well. Yes, we have. There have been some
1: times of that where.
3: They head, what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> George Santos has given us some stuff. I mean, there, there's always stuff. So, um, yeah. but anyway, uh, so yeah, it, it's going to be a little weird for a couple of weeks, but hopefully everything will go well and I'll be back and we'll be good to go. So I guess we should dive back in. What was that cat segue you had? Oh, <laughs> well, you were
0: talking about your cat not wanting to go outside and I went, speaking of cats there. Now yes. we're back.
1: According to Channel 9 <laughs> <laughs> News in Oklahoma City, some common sense <laughs> recently was made Law. And uh, you're not going to believe what this means.
4: It's been dubbed anti furry legislation, and a bill has just been filed here in Oklahoma. Representative Justin Humphrey filed this bill that states that if a student dresses up and pretends to be a furry, an animal, in the classroom, then they will be banned from any classroom curriculum and any after school activities. If that happens, their parent would be called to come and get them. And if the parent doesn't show up, animal control would be called.
1: (laughs) <laughs> animal control. I love that. I, I, I think they ought to come with one of those little nooses that go around the neck and squeeze it and drag them out that way. I mean, <laughs> but I, I've heard some uh, teachers kind of like give into this and they, they put a bowl of food well, in I, the I, corner.
0: Parents giving in. I, I don't it, you know, if you've got a mental, that is not who you are. Get a grip on it. And I've seen people that have gone all through high school and still have a tail and where the fake ears. Oh my god. I don't understand it. Yeah, I don't either. I don't they seem know. intelligent
1: what is the problem be a human how about that (laughs) how about that it just seems too easy uh you know i don't know i don't know but it's it's very similar i mean i guess the progression of things since little boys want to be little girls now and to the point that where they'll alter their bodies or their parents will go along with altering their bodies you know when you're 12 years old you know you, you should be able to make those kind of decisions apparently um It's all just so weird to me. Um, But anyway, uh, according to a Rasmussen Reports survey, uh, this was released this past Friday, more than six in 10 voters say they believe that former two-term Democrat President Barack Obama is influencing the current Biden administration. You think?
0: (laughs) No, I I think you were closer when you said turd term <laughs> yeah this is uh that was that was, that was very uh apropos But the yes, yeah no it's uh, it, as we said in the promo <laughs> there's no way that someone that adult can be in charge of even tying their own shoes give no, me a break no,
1: no. i'm yeah and, and you know that what's her name jill dr jill takes care of <laughs> him quite a bit uh that that poll also said that 53 percent think that president Joe Biden is nothing but a puppet and a third Obama administration. That was a specific question they asked. And 53%, this is Republicans and Democrats put together. Oh my gosh. Only
0: 53. Wow. Are you serious?
1: Supposedly uh Biden's got an approval rating of like 38 or 42 or something that uh, something outrageous. Like, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? Uh, I saw
0: one where, uh, his, uh, uh, Ooh, um, uh, his approval
1: rating for the uh, uh border was like 15 percent well he hasn't done anything so yeah i mean when you don't do your job uh, yeah. anyway uh when we come back we're up against a break when we come back we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the border um and uh joe rogan was recently talking about some facts that uh, you know uh, that maybe you haven't heard before so hang in there we'll be right back Stay tuned for more of the get, uh, the keep,
5: uh, the stay off my lawn pe- peed, peed, but the,
1: yeah, you know, the thing. Anyway, they'll be right back. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tuttle to Towers Foundation carries out its mission to do good by providing mortgage-free homes to Gold Star and fallen first responder families with young children and by building specially adapted smart homes for catastrophically injured veterans and first responders. They are also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness and helping America to never forget September 11, 2001. And according to Charity Navigator, 95 cents out of every dollar donated goes directly to these programs. $11 a month is all they ask for to help these real-life American heroes. Visit t2t.org to find out more. That's T the number two, T dot org. Back to segment two of Stay Off My Lawn, and uh, we're going to jump right into, uh, you know, we, t- we talked last week about the reasoning behind Biden's administration uh, opening the border on day one. Uh, Joe Rogan was <laughs> recently talking about this, uh, about the facts that some are not so welcome uh, when it comes to the border, even though it's like how many different countries have been uh, coming over? In the yeah. hundreds, probably.
3: Uh, anyway, here's Rogan. Look at New York City, when Cuomo was explaining how New York City yeah. literally uh, has a mandate to house its homeless. yeah, And that was supposed to be the people that lived there that were down on their luck. And now it's people that have come in from other cities and or other countries, rather, illegally. And they're trying to make it so that those people can vote. And you see what they're doing with people That's from so Venezuela? crazy. They're sending people yeah. back from Venezuela. Only from Venezuela. Yeah, because Venezuela opposes socialism. So they're not gonna vote democratic. Yeah. They don't want those people. That's crazy. <laughs> it's, wild. it's crazy how it's so odd like when you start thinking about it like that. It, that sounds like a conspiracy theory, but it's like totally political. All these moves, a hundred percent. Yeah, they're they're literally importing Democratic voters. Yeah, they think by allowing the borders to be porous and by giving people aid and giving people housing, that you're essentially guaranteeing that if you can rig it so that those people are allowed to vote, those people are going to vote Democratic. And if you could say that, oh, voter ID is racist, like what? Voter ID is crazy that it's, that's
0: they think that
1: it's
3: but it's and not. they don't
0: think that
1: they don't oh, think that they know, know that that's not true it's horse shit. yeah it's all political horse shit. yeah you know did you see the uh, the argument between I forgot who it was but Joy Reid from MSNBC was or, is she MSNBC or CNN I can't remember which
0: I, uh, either one it really was, doesn't yeah. make a whole lot of difference
1: she <laughs> was arguing with somebody about you know the 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 um, uh, voter ID laws being racist and it's like. Man, you just got to be. I I, I just don't understand how. Well, you know, you. Oh no, it's Kamala Harris. That's who it was that was talking about this. Well, you know, you got. If you don't live near a Kinko's, where you can get a copy of (laughs) it, I'm like, are you kidding me?
0: Kinko's hasn't been in business for 15 years. I mean, yeah, it's, a, oh, oh, we're out in the country, by the way, uh, because we're not in town where I live, so we can't make a copy of anything
1: either. It's just so oh, sad. Oh, it is. It is. And you just don't have access to regular things like other people, like the internet and stuff. Um, but, or a it, printer that makes copies, you know, those kinds of things. It's com- just sad. Lived on the planet for quite a long time and just uh, not quite as long as Richard. <clears throat> but, <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> Thanks for finding that out. What
1: a friend. You're going to be gone for what? Eight weeks now. Okay, thanks. <laughs> but I've never known anybody of any color not to have an ID, not to have a driver's license, not to have something. I have seen four or five different
0: people do this on their uh, pages where they go out and ask. One was in Brooklyn, <laughs> brave soul, uh, and was asking, "Hey, do you do you have an ID?" Well, of course I have an ID. People are looking at him <laughs> like, "What the hell's wrong with?" Yes, I have an ID. They all, everybody has IDs. Excuse me. And I can't believe that the black community isn't offended by essentially being called you're too damn stupid and and ignorant to
1: go get an ID. Some of them are. I've I've heard Larry Elder and and, uh, Candace Owens come out and say, that's just offensive. It is. It's horribly offensive. But yet. They keep voting
0: for them, and I don't understand why, because they've done nothing for them but make their lives worse.
1: Well, hopefully there's a big swing in this election to where it doesn't doesn't happen. Speaking of the election, you know, Ron DeSantis dropped out. And so right now, I think the only two runners are are Haley and and Trump, and I don't think Haley has a snowball's chance. Um, Well, she is being supported by uh, the founder of LinkedIn,
0: who has been to... uh, Funzy Island. Oh, boy. Like that? (laughs) uh, Numerous, innumerable times. And he uh, supports Democrats and gives tons of money to the Democrats. But he's supporting Nikki Haley. And I don't remember who the governor was. She had a recent Republican governor that uh, was supporting her. And I think it's a huge... I want to say it's a guy from Ohio, but I, I honest to God, I don't remember who it was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard that, but it, you know, she's got so many ties. I was talking to my wife because she likes Nikki Haley or she did it to begin with. And I, I explained to her, it's like, you know, she wants this war to continue a long time. And then the whole JP and Morgan combination where she's, she's being supported by Jamie Diamond and the whole thing. And it's like. You know, there, there's money to be made by any war as far as rebuilding the, the infrastructure and all that. And J.P. Morgan's looking to make a, a bundle of money once all this kind of stuff, once they start rebuilding things. And uh, Nikki Haley is is um, part of that whole process. So I don't like any of it. I, I,
0: uh, she is, yeah. And somebody was asking her a question when she had uh, questions being from news media people and i know they're they're calling oh if you're just on uh, a podcast news you don't count yeah and and they were asking her how did you manage to get 20 million dollars was new left office stuff all of a sudden you had all this money when you didn't have it when you went in and it was suddenly showed up yeah and she just looked
1: at him and then took another question she just ignored it i know vivek said that in a debate too. It's like, you know, you were kind of destitute at one point and then all of a sudden now you're a multimillionaire? Hmm. One of these things don't look like the other. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) um, No kidding. Anyway, roughly half the country that identify themselves as MAGA supporters, uh, or they do identify themselves as MAGA supporters, uh, Biden recently gave yet another speech on how MAGA, he calls extremists, uh, are the biggest threat to our democracy and way of life. Um, you know, I, I, I don't hear it anymore, but it, it, if it got under the skin of, uh, but it did get under the skin of one of the members of the media, uh, a lady named Mercedes uh, Schlapp. I think she's with. Uh, is she with Fox News? I don't remember. Um, anyway, she kind of went off on this whole mega thing and and kind of pointing the finger at us and go, "You're part of the problem," uh, which make America great again. I, I just don't see the where 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 that makes so much uh, is so offensive. Uh, but anyway, here's her her response. She gets a, a
2: little excited. So offended by the speech because this president is calling my family, is calling me, is calling MAGA supporters enemy of America. I am the daughter of a Cuban political prisoner who fought for freedom, who fought against authoritarian and dictators. He sounds just like Fidel Castro did. Fidel Castro would target the enemies of his government and try to take them down. This is exactly what we're seeing with Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. He should be ashamed of himself. No American, no American should be called a Nazi or, or be called an, an enemy, enemy of, of the state. Yeah. Those of us who love this country, yeah. and I have spent my whole life defending freedom in America.
0: Yeah, I mean that's Bravo! A standing ovation. Yeah. good yeah. for her. I. That's yeah. Don't don't be giving me this stuff. And these people think, oh, socialism is just one. It'll be so fair. No, it's not fair. We'll all be broke, and that's not there. We'll all be poor and not have a
1: nothing. We we read about this, uh, you know, when we were in high school, they talked, you know, during the Cold War and everything that, that you know, there was... There's a, a thing, something about socialism that draws people in because of the idea of it that nobody you know nobody's poor nobody's rich everything you know and and it obviously on that that's only on paper that's not true at all that's where the oligarchs came from in 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 Russia because of socialism um, mm-hmm. but you know it, it, it's the idea of socialism it's it certainly doesn't get carried out that way uh, it, it's just um, it, yeah. It'll be good,
0: no problem. We'll help you out. You will, you will not have to worry about thing. It all come from us. <laughs> you will maybe stand in bread line for yeah. four, five, eight
6: hours,
1: but it'll be fine. Maybe cheese. We might get you some cheese. Um, but, but you know that. But the idea of a, of a pure democracy is the same thing. It's 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 pine the sky thinking. Pure democracy, pure social, or pure communism. It's just not a. It's just not something that is that is, can be applied in real life. Uh, but people love that idea, especially the young people. And I don't get it, but, but I don't, well, because they're not taught to, they're taught in schools to
0: hate their own damn country. And, and I'm, fed up with that that really irks the crap out of me what
1: well, comes from the podium of the, of the president too when who just like she said that when he comes out and says that half the country is a threat to our way of life as a as the United States are you kidding me because we have a difference of opinion and how the government should be run and how it's been run off and on uh for our 250 years are you kidding mm-hmm.
0: yeah and every uh accusation about what Trump will do it's not he's He's it's not he might. No, they always say will do when okay. he becomes president, meaning it's an absolute fact that that's what he's going to do is what they're doing now. Every single accusation they make. Yep. And i am just I'm just kind of fed up with all the B.S. It just gets old. Um, it was I looked it up. Uh, Asa Hutchinson, who is, if I remember right, the, he was running for president and yes. he was from North Dakota.
1: He's from uh, Arkansas.
0: Arkansas, that's yeah. where he's from. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't remember. Yeah, North he's Dakota North was Jersey. Doug
1: Bergman, Bergman, Bergum, Doug Bergum. I think it is. Yes, you're yeah.
0: yeah, right. Yeah, that's where it was. Yeah, uh, but thanks for for helping with it. All I've got is his name next to hers, yeah. and so.
1: Well, he was like and, getting like 02 percent of the vote. I mean, he was never. Oh, a it was
0: like people went, no, and he's he's irked that. Uh, <laughs> well. The rhinos don't want Trump in there because he's gonna cut out things like, oh, Nikki Haley getting twenty million dollars, suddenly she's wealthy. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> Where did that? Yeah, he's going, no, 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 no. We're not we're not doing that. How can that possibly uh, be? And yeah. What is the governor of New Hampshire, Sununu? Is he a Republican? Uh, you know, I I would doubt it. I don't think... Yeah, well anyhow, he's uh going campaigning <clears throat> with her.
1: Is he really? Well maybe yeah, he is Hampshire, a Republican. Yeah. Um but uh... That, that you know, all these things. And if you're a Haley supporter, that's great. But just sit, just take a step back and look and just, just kind of scan the field and see what's going on here. And, and, uh, you know, unfortunately, and I like Nikki Haley, when she was governor of South Carolina, she did some good things over there. And, and, um, you know i think the the governor of georgia had done a lot of the same things and uh she was she wasn't so bad back then i think she's been corrupted or or something but uh, you know money money corrupts uh, just about every time so um and and i'm not i'm not going to call her out on that but uh, you know just do your research and and figure out what she's all about as of right now uh you can't fall in love with who she was years ago um but I, I don't like the fact that Trump came out. I think it was the Trump campaign came out and said something about her having an affair 20 years ago. And it's like, you know, you can't you got to leave that stuff alone. My goodness gracious. You don't, uh, you don't
0: need that with her. No. I, I think what uh, DeSantis did in terms of uh, her saying, well, I never said that. Oh, yes, you did. That's that different. I don't have a problem no. with when you're a— A strong flip flopper like that, that uh, you need to be called out for that because no, that's not. And she thinks that retiring at 65 is too early. She's nowhere close to 65. She wouldn't have a clue what it's like to be an honest to God hard worker. You and I were in the hard working crew. Yeah. This yeah. is, the, I mean, we didn't just go and sit at a desk every day. No, we worked our tail off. And you know what, folks? You do that for 30, 40 years, your body goes, I'm tired. Yeah. I, I, you know, I just don't want to do anything else again. So it's, uh,
1: you know, she's also tried to uh, t- tried to run on this whole, um, uh, you know, feel bad for me for being a brown person. I'll be honest, up until about three months ago, I didn't know she had any brown in her whatsoever. I mean, she's... Part Indian. I guess her father was from India or whatever, but it's like, I had no idea. She looks like a white girl to me. I didn't, I mean, but not that that matters, but no, she you, looks like an American. Yeah. I mean, but exactly, exactly.
0: But, I, I'm tired of this divisive yeah, stuff. But it's like, like a, what, what are you? Uh, uh, who was the uh, Simone? Raven, was that her name? Oh, Um,
1: Raven Simone. Yeah, yeah, Raven Simone.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, I had the names right. They just needed, there's a comma. You missed the comma (laughs) when I said it.
1: Uh, (laughs) It's hard to hear. Yeah,
0: I like how she was not taking any, she was not going to join in with Oprah where she was trying to lead her down a path. You know you're going to get feedback for this. She didn't care. She goes, no, I'm an American. I know where my family is, and that's all that matters to me.
1: I am an American. For being such a young girl, she really understands. And uh,
0: she just looked Oprah right in the eye and went, nope, I'm not joining your—I'm not
1: going there with you. ain't happening. And she's no conservative by any way, shape, or form. But, I mean, I, I like you – know, neither is Rogan. Uh, Rogan has said several times that he's not a conservative. He would never consider himself even a Republican. Uh, but, but you know, if you're honest he's with yourself – He's a libertarian, though. Yeah, he is. He is. But if you're honest with yourself and you look at uh, the things that are happening in this country, there's no way you can support this off-the-chain stupidity that the left is trying to push. Um, so I I, I appreciate – People in the media, at the very least, that are going, you know, this doesn't make sense to me, and I and I don't want any part of it. And I, like you said, yeah. with Raymond Simone doing that, it's that's great.
0: Yeah. Now John Sununu, by the way, is a Republican is in, in okay. New Hampshire, so okay. uh, yeah, I don't trust people that are pushing with her because almost everything, single one of them that I've seen, have all been rhinos. Yeah, and yep. I want nothing to do with them.
1: Me neither. Me neither. Hey, uh, we're up against a break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, uh, the purchases you make with your credit cards and what stores and what kind of triggers the government to kind of follow what you're doing. Uh, it's very scary stuff. So hang in there. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. More of the Stay Off My Lawn podcast
3: is coming up.
7: Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus.
1: Welcome back to segment three of Stay Off My Lawn, and we're going to look at uh, how the regime is now watching for keywords in our purchases, according to the House Judiciary website. Now, this is exactly where I found it from. House.gov, and you can find this uh, for yourself. But federal investigators have asked banks to search and filter customer transactions using terms like MAGA, Trump, uh, and, and there's a bunches of others. There's uh, uh, firearms, whatever, um, as part of an investigation into January 6th. They are not letting this go. Um, so the the purchases of religious texts even could in- indicate extremism, according to that website. Um the committee also obtained documents that indicate officials suggested that banks query transactions with keywords like Dick Sporting Goods, Cabela's, or Bass Pro Shops. So if you go there and just buy a shirt, you're going to be on a list somewhere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that must be. So
0: if you shop there, you're you're only a conservative wacko that's buying ammo. I guess to... So
1: I guess a so. Daggum hunters, man. We just can't trust them. <laughs> It just it, it, it just Lord. seems surreal to me. Anyway, uh, Josh Hawley was recently interviewed about this, and this is what he had to say.
6: If you are now searching for people, conducting financial surveillance on people who shop at Bass Pro Shops, which was one of the search terms, and who buy Bibles, I which is that. another search term, that's like three quarters of America. I mean, it just makes you wonder, why is the Biden administration so afraid of Americans that this is what they're doing, spying on all of our accounts? And as for the banks, Laura, all I can say is, These guys act like they own us. I mean, they take our money, they expect us to bail them out at every turn, and then they don't miss an opportunity to sell us out to the government and get right back in line for another handout. My conclusion is these people, the government, the banks, they need to start working for us again. We don't work for them, they work for us. It's time that they started acting like it.
1: And they don't. (laughs) It reminds me of uh, when Biden was running, I think back in... 2020, I think it was. No, it had to be 2016 or something. No, he didn't run in 2016. Mm -mm. Anyway, he was running some, sometime he was talking to some uh, construction worker up in, in Michigan somewhere. And the guy goes, you work for me. He goes, you're being a horse's, you know, the whole thing. And, you know, of course, Biden's got such a, a, well, when he had his wits about him, he had such a a temper that, you know, if, if you just weren't, you know falling at his feet and kissing his boots and then, then you know you were the enemy i think he's still kind of like that but um anyway
0: yeah he, he gets uh and and i'm surprised with uh, he's got alzheimer's this period yeah, the yeah. dementia it's there it's nothing else but something. those people in uh that have dementia uh, they get very combative because no to them what they remember that is actual fact yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. I think so. I, I think that's what's going on for sure. Uh, but, you know, with this whole surveillance thing, you, you know, they act the federal government's like acting like, well, there's nothing to see here. Of course, no, Senator Hawley doesn't see it that way. Um, but why in the world they would do that? Um, anyway, Jim Jordan was asked about the same thing. He had a little bit uh, different take. And I don't think I have Jim Jordan on here. Oh, my gosh.
0: Oh, well, if you want to look for that, I've got a deal that just popped up this yeah. morning that uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's see if I can get this to the start of it. Um, you don't think about your car spying on you, do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, with the new cars and these big screen things that they have in there and, and you've got Sirius XM and you got all this stuff, that information is sold thousands of times. Oh, wow. Uh, for where you're going. Uh, uh, dang it, I don't I'm not I, sure how to get
7: this. I know too. with oh.
1: Tesla, they have all those different sensors and everything, and it's always communicating back to some hub somewhere that is always telling where you're at and what your, what your habits are and how you're, how you're driving, how you're braking, all that stuff
0: yeah it it's uh yeah your driving habits it's got all the stuff in there and, and some of these new cars have YouTube stuff and all that kind of things mm-hmm. in there
1: um uh I'm trying to if you're watching a youtube video while we're driving down the highway to eighty miles an hour that might that might cause <laughs> oh I've seen it uh, it might cause a stir. I do have that, that clip from Jordan now.
6: Hey, okay, uh, go ahead, yeah. I'll, I'll see if I can get
1: Here's Jim Jordan over. talking about the same thing.
6: Yeah, now in the last years, we, we've exposed the censorship where you had big government, big tech, big media, big academia working to censor Americans. Now we have financial surveillance where it's big government working with big banks, big corporations to surveil, to spy on Americans. And so it was big banks looking and searching private transactions, using key terms at the suggestion of the federal government to, to find out what, what you're buying, what you're spending your money on. Scary stuff. All it looks like without any warrant, without any legal process, they undertook this as a way to identify domestic violent extremism. And here, here's, Here's what it sounds a lot like. Remember that, that memorandum in Richmond about uh, pro-life Catholics are extremists because they go to church and they're pro-life and they talk about you know protecting human life. That's exactly what these documents sound like. We're right on the, on the you know, front edge of this. We'll see how it all progresses. But it's scary stuff. It's financial surveillance of the American people. Yeah, man. Yeah. He sees uh, it the same way. Yeah. You know,
0: so. Yeah. So it's uh here, let me see. I think I've got this where it's at the at the start of it now. Tell me if this comes through.
4: We sign this contract and this brand new smart car is all yours! How exciting! And that activates all the features on your new software-defined vehicle. Software-defined vehicle? Oh, I guess because of that big screen that's on the dashboard. And the hundreds of computers bolted on top of the car, sharing data ultimately with thousands of companies. Thousands of companies? You're joking, right? No. Whoa, 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 back up a second. How on earth is my car able to send off data to companies? Largely through the SIM card. My car has a SIM card? Every car these days has a built-in SIM card. It helps us. Collect as much data as possible. What kind of data? Driving habits, location, video footage, microphone recordings, telemetry. I'm getting one of those privacy migraines right now. <laughs> oh. Ah. Uh, so, um, so... You pay a small monthly fee for all these remote features and you hand over all your data that we sell. So we, we basically get paid twice. Because <laughs> we sell your data, is what I'm saying. Do you sell bicycles
1: and... <laughs> I get a, get a, a migraine. That's good. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, she is a. Uh, she's always talking about uh, someone that I follow, um, and she's in Britain and talks about uh, different stuff that goes on with the computer and who's watching and how do you get rid of this and how you can block that and oh, blah 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 so I thought and she's like talking to herself yeah yeah, uh, yeah. you know one is the buyer one is the seller yeah. and it's like uh yeah so um <laughs> we get paid to tell you. Uh, do you sell bicycles <laughs> that's good <laughs> So, I, I mean, I it just literally came in 10 minutes before we got started today. Oh, so. well,
1: there you go. And we squeezed it in either. Yeah, yeah we, and it, we and it went yeah. with what it you're does. talking about. Yeah. I mean,
0: well, how much more appropriate? People don't Absolutely. think about your car. You don't even need to use your credit card. It
1: says where you've been, what you've been doing, where you visited. Mm. Yeah, with all those uh, those features, you know, that comes with a, a downside. Everything's got a downside anymore. Yeah. Um, So, um, you know, if you're a parent of a young child, you need to be aware of the ugly underbelly of this whole trans movement and how gender affirming care can cause real irreversible damage. Uh, The Heritage Foundation recently had this story that had some uh, different information than what we are hearing on the mainstream media. (gasps) Who would have thought?
2: Well, we hate to say we told you so, after years of pushing cross-sex hormones and puberty blockers on vulnerable minors, kids under 18 bombarded with peer pressure, stories of social media transitions, and the statements of government officials that all the drugs used in so-called gender-affirming medical care were reversible, we caught the politicized medical community admitting that yes, the damage these drugs inflict cannot be undone. In a September 2022 training session that was part of a trans-medicine certification program, doctors discussed the impact these drugs have on limiting the body reserves of calcium, the rewiring of the adolescent brain, future fertility, and the stunted development of necessary genital tissue. One said,
1: I think when we just say, oh, puberty blockers, it's just reversible and and, and we just, it, it's a very non-invasive treatment, I would say it, it's more invasive than oftentimes like, the media makes it out to be.
2: Transmedicine is a multi-billion dollar industry. It's experimental and its consequences last a lifetime.
1: there at the end she really kind of hit on it it's a multi-billion dollar industry as they always say, follow the money. the money. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And it's, you know, if, you're, if you've are if you got young kids, you know, we've got young, you've, you've got great grandchildren. So we've got two little ones, uh, grandchildren. And it's like, I worry about the, the world they're going to be growing up in, that this is all going to be normalized by the time they get to, to school and everything. I mean, look how far we've come just in the last 10 years. Um, in the wrong direction, <laughs> excuse me. In the yeah. wrong direction, but we've come very far.
0: Uh, yeah, we we've gone. We've made great strides and advancements <laughs> in paying money to the big pharma. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, yeah. Uh, you know everybody. They have gotten rich. No, no doubt. Um well, did you see uh, the World Economic Forum met last week? <laughs> <laughs> what they did really it's hard to huh. believe hard to believe uh and you know they you wouldn't you wouldn't expect but they uh, they invited a lot of people that were not necessarily agreeable um and there were lots lots of clips to play, I, I I had so many, and I had to whittle them down because <laughs> we only have an hour. Uh, but <laughs> Jamie Diamond, which is we just talked about his corruptness just recently, but he has a little bit of common sense about him too, which I'll be honest, I was kind of surprised to hear this come out of his mouth. Uh, but he was being interviewed by CNBC outside the event and said to, said some things that were uh, pretty interesting. Here he is. We've got this great hand, but when people say MAGA.
5: They're actually looking at people voting for Trump, and they think they're voting— and they're basically scapegoating them, that you are like him. Uh, and But I don't think they're voting for Trump because of his family values. Now, if you look—just take a step back. Be honest. He was kind of right about NATO, kind of right about immigration. Mm-hmm. He grew the economy quite well. China, so he, China so ta- virus. Tax reform worked. Mm-hmm. He was right about some of China. I don't, th- I don't like no, what he did. No, I said
7: China virus. Yeah, I understand. When he he, yeah.
5: he made—and he, he, I don't like how he said things I about know. Mexico. I don't like— but he wasn't wrong about some of these critical issues. And that's why they're voting for him. And and I think people should be a little more respectful of our fellow citizens. And when you guys have people up here, you should always ask the why. Not like it's a binary thing. You're supporting right. Trump. You're not supporting Trump. It, why are you supporting Trump? It's hard to
7: Trump? hate 75 million of your fellow Americans. I, I agree. done primarily. And, you Let me know, the it.
5: Democrats have done a pretty good job with the deplorables, hugging on to their Bibles and their beer and their guns. I mean, really... I mean, Could we just stop that stuff and actually grow up and treat other people with respect and listen to them a little bit? And, and I do think the economy will affect. And I think this this negative talk about MAGA is going to hurt Biden's election campaign.
3: I,
1: I think the the one CNBC host hit the nail on the head. It's like you know, <laughs> well, it's hard to hate seventy five million of your of your fellow Americans.
0: Uh, well, and these businesses that are uh, you know we are only. Uh, the ones who are saying we are only going to cater to the leftists and yada yada yada, and you're a Republican, you can get out of my place. They're all closing their doors. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Left because, and right, all over the country, the ones that made big to do news are now out of business. Yeah, you yeah. you can't only like I'm only going to do business with this part of the U.S. And they're saying 81 million, no way in hell. Yeah, there's no <laughs> way. That's always <laughs> somebody. Been a joke. I uh, know there was a guy that in 2020 he said he drove from he was in North Carolina, I believe, and and drove to California for whatever reason. And he said he counted all the way across the United States. He saw four, one, two, three, four <laughs> Biden bumper stickers. That's it, all the way across the United States. Yeah,
1: four. I believe it. I don't see him very often.
0: I don't see. You know, that was during the election time. Yeah. So how did 81 million people that? all oh, it was the most secure. They want to tell you it's the most secure yeah. because they're trying to convince
1: you. You you believe us, right? Yeah, wink wink. Yeah, most secure. Got it. Wink in, wink. In the same way, though, they've they've uh, initiated this ire against Orange Man. He's bad. You know that they, they, they don't want. Uh, they they've demonized him to the point now. He's he's fed into that himself a lot anyway, uh, but you know, they, they've just made him a terrible person and you would vote for a glass of water, which is basically the same <laughs> IQ level as Biden right now anyway. But I mean, if, if, you know, you would vote for a glass of water not to have this, this tyrant, this authoritarian dictator that to, to come in back into power. I'm like, are you kidding me? When has he ever said he was going to be authoritarian? When, when was he during the first four years? He never was.
0: Now they, they don't want to, you know, well, when everybody finds out all the good that, Biden has done. I can't even get that out with a straight face. (laughs) It's like, are you serious? All the good? Do you really want to know? There (sighs) isn't any. Uh, I don't see any either. (laughs) I can tell you all the things that he's done. They go, when they find out all the things that he's done, okay, you didn't say good that time. Oh, I'm happy to show you that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean... but you know like Corinne jean Pierre she just kind of goes off and just says well you know he's he's repaired the border everything he got he got handed a, a crappy economy he's been handed a <laughs> crappy border situation it's like but the more they say it they figure and this is this is old Soviet Union propaganda stuff the more they tell the the populace a uh, lie the more that eventually it'll become palatable and they'll believe it and unfortunately, uh, yeah uh,
0: that comes from a small mustache man who, yes him too <laughs> uh, you need you need to tell tell a outrageous big lie and tell it often and the people will well that that can't be a lie can it no yeah. that that wouldn't i be. heard it the it other day true. where did
1: i hear that it must be true yeah yeah it's true uh, um, let's see we are up against a break we're going to come back with segment four more from the world economic forum <laughs> much better stuff than even that believe it or not so oh, hang- <laughs> yippee skippy <laughs> so <hang in> then <laughs> we'll be right back Stay tuned. More of the Stay Off My Lawn
5: podcast is coming up.
0: Now through Sunday, it's the Sale of the Century at West Bay Furniture Outlet.
2: Living rooms, dining rooms, bedrooms, and more.
5: Shop a
0: name you've trusted for over 30 years.
2: West Bay Furniture Outlet with free delivery and assembly.
0: Plus take another 15% off the lowest price with no money down, no interest, and no payments until next year. It's the Sale of the Century at West Bay Furniture Outlet. Open seven days a week, or shop online at WestBayFurnitureOutlet.com.
1: Hi, welcome back to Segment Four. See, it's almost done. Told you. Uh. <laughs> Woo-hoo. I feel another coffee coming on when this is over. (laughs) I think I, I could use one myself, but I can't. I can't have the caffeine. I'm so sorry. Um, uh, let's see, uh, Javier Malay. <laughs> I know, I know. You'll probably just uh, you'll, you'll send me a picture I of have you one enjoying for you. it. Will that yeah. work? Yeah. yeah. If you'll I just me. have one for you, knowing you, like I said, I'll get a picture of you enjoying it. I appreciate that. I'm so kind and caring. <laughs> Javier Malay, <laughs> the new leader of Argentina, had some biting words for the globalists and their uh, socialist agenda. And you got to hear this. This is really oh. Let me click on it first. There
8: we go. It should never be forgotten that socialism is always and everywhere an impoverishing phenomenon that has failed in all countries where it's been tried out. It's been a failure economically, socially, culturally, and it also murdered over 100 million human beings. The essential problem in the West today is not just that we need to come to grips with those who, even after the fall of the Berlin Wall and the overwhelming empirical Evidence continued to advocate for impoverishing socialism. But there's also our own leaders, thinkers, and academics who, relying on a misguided theoretical framework, undermine the fundamentals of the system that has given us the greatest expansion of wealth and prosperity in our history. The theoretical framework to which I refer is that of neoclassical economic theory, which designs a set of instruments that unwillingly or without meaning to ends up um, serving the intervention by the state's socialism and social degradation. The problem with neoclassicals is that the model they fell in love with does not map reality, so they put down their mistakes to supposed market failures, rather than reviewing the premises of the model. On the pretext of a supposed market failure, regulations are introduced, which only create distortions in the price system, um, prevent economic calculus, and therefore also prevent saving, investment and Growth. This problem lies mainly in the fact that not even supposedly libertarian economists understand what the market is, because if they did understand, it would quickly be seen that it's impossible for there to be something along the lines of market failures. The market is not a mere graph describing a curve of supply and demand. The market is a mechanism of social cooperation, where you voluntarily exchange ownership rights. Therefore, based on this definition, talking about a market failure is an oxymoron.
1: I think we need to go to Buenos Aires and pick this guy up and bring him back to uh, to Washington D.C. and let him give some speeches up there. Get some of these Rhino Republicans back on on track because he gets My it. Goodness, he gets it.
0: Yeah. Well, it's all the elites, all these people, all the elites are saying, here's what you need to do. And this will be so wonderful. It'll be equity for all. And all it has ever done, as he stated, is make everybody
1: equitably poor. Yep. That's exactly what it does. And that's exactly what he said. He goes, Every time it's been tried, it's made everybody poor. Yep. And it's destroyed. but they're attributing it to market failure, which the market will fail when there's no foundation. And that's what happened uh, yeah. when, when you destroy the, the middle class. And that's exactly what socialism And you try does. to say, Oh,
0: well, capitalism is good. And they don't understand that. Well, it's, you know, you got all this. It's these big businesses. Almost all of them started as small. There's very few that started big. They all started in somebody. You think of HP computers and that. It started in their garage, for crying out loud. Microsoft didn't start anything big either. He stole from, or I mean, he got uh, stuff that he (laughs) borrowed from several different sources to use. But it was some nerds in uh, an office or a garage or somebody's living room. They didn't start big people. That's capitalism that created that. I remember seeing and if the you've picture got
1: drive, of drive. You can do well in a capitalist society, absolutely. And and like or, or dislike him, but Jeff Bezos. I remember seeing a picture of him in his garage with a, a homemade sign that says Amazon over his computer, and he. And, yep. And it's like you know he's a smart guy. Now I think it, a lot of his ideas, uh, politically, are, are off base. But I mean, I, I I like his ideas. I mean, he obviously is a smart guy, and and started and he had drive, like you said, he had drive mm-hmm. to make it work, mm-hmm.
0: and they. You think those businesses started and they had a lot. They lived on top ramen and yep. nothing. Absolutely. I mean, they they didn't have anything. If you're going to do that and start out, you don't start out making money, folks. You start out with a pot to piss in, as the old saying goes, and that comes back from the uh, Depression era yeah. um, where people didn't have anything and were selling their own urine for to go to the tanners to use because they couldn't get the ammonia— you do what you got to do yeah. when you don't have anything. And with capitalism, there's always a way to dig yourself back out. Well, and think, I've been fortunate to do that a couple of times. And
1: I have too. And I, and I think that's that's what the younger people today are missing because uh, our generation have kind of taken care of our kids probably much better than we should have because our parents couldn't have taken care of us like we've taken care of ours. Um, but I remember when we were saving up for our first house, I think Chris was three years old and we ate spaghetti four nights a week, uh, just because that was, it was cheap and, and we we're saving up to, for the down payment. But mm-hmm. I, I, I think that kind of, that kind of thought pattern is kind of lost on this newer generations uh, Then they, I don't think they see that there's behind the scenes there's a lot of hard work. It's like my son kind of thinks I fell into this job that I had that, that, uh, that, you know, it was, it was just, it just took care of me, and it was great. But man, I, I had to build the foundation. I had to keep my nose clean throughout my my younger years, and 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 work hard, and have good um, uh, resume building things that I was doing. And if they called any of my old employers, they wouldn't go. Yeah, I wouldn't hire that slug if I if I had a choice. You know, if they called, they would say, "Yeah, he was a good worker." Uh, you know, you'd be just fine. And that's exactly what happened. And that's how I got. Uh, the decent job that I ended up having. I'm sure you went through the same thing.
0: Your four days of spaghetti, we had nothing. (laughs) And my wife, for whatever reason, had a knack that she didn't realize she had. that We'd always have a good hearty soup. I mean, it wasn't just a broth. We would figure out where to get stuff from and how to make it work. Yep. And they just don't get that today. They mm-hmm. just haven't gone through any hard times where you had to, you just figure it out. You got to do something. I would go and deliver flowers or I would do whatever to make just a few bucks to get some groceries because yeah. we didn't have anything.
1: Yeah. And that's, the, and, but those hard times built character in you and in me uh and i think having that in our uh in our background it helps us with uh, anything that we face in the future heck we made it through that we can make it through anything yep um So anyway, uh, Kevin Roberts is the president of the Heritage Foundation, was asked to sit on a panel on stage, which was really interesting there at Davos, uh, was asked about the future of American politics and how the WEF's agenda will be affected. I've actually got two clips from him. Uh, This is the first one.
3: The kind of person, and I'll be candid here because I think I've been invited here to be candid. (laughs) The kind of person who will come into the next conservative administration is going to be governed by one principle. And that is destroying the grasp that political elites and unelected technocrats have over the average person. And if I may, I will be candid and say that the agenda that every single member of the administration needs to have is to compile a list of everything that's ever been proposed at the World Economic Forum and object <laughs> all of them wholesale. Anyone not prepared to do that and take away this power of the unelected bureaucrats and give it back to the American people is unprepared to be part of the next conservative administration.
1: Oh, you know, just so good.
3: <laughs> Bravo! Yes, I, I've heard that one. That was that was
0: just nothing short of awesome. It's like this is what it is. I love the Heritage uh, Foundation. I, I, like,
1: I like to take everything that's been discussed this year and the previous years and throw it away. <laughs>
0: yes, it's. A- doesn't work.
1: Uh, well, he was on that same panel, and someone described Trump as a dictator because he would <laughs> stand against most of what we had, uh, what was discussed at the Davos meeting. And this is what he had to say about
3: that. It's laughable that you would, or anyone would, describe Davos as protecting liberal democracy. It's equally, standing up for it. <clears throat> it's 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 equally laughable to use the word dictatorship at Davos and and aim that at President Trump. In fact, I think that's absurd but I'm a step aside from that constructive criticism and instead answer your question. Yep. And, and I'm going to be substantive here. President Trump, if he's the next president, for that matter, I think whoever the next conservative president is going to take on the power of the elites, which I've mentioned earlier, but there, the the thing that I want to drive home here, the very reason that I'm here at Davos is to explain to many people in this room and who are watching with all due respect, nothing personal, but that's your part of the problem. Political elites tell the average people on three or four or five issues that the reality is X, when in fact reality is Y. Take immigration. Elites tell us that open borders and even illegal immigration are okay. The average person tells us in the United States that both rob them of the American way of life. They're right. President Trump will take that on, on behalf of the average American. Elites also tell us that public safety isn't a problem in big American cities just traveled to New York or Washington or Dallas, Texas. The average person will tell you that the lack of public safety damages not just the American way of life, but their life. President Trump will take that on. Thirdly, I guess the favorite at the World Economic Forum is climate change. Elites tell us that we we have this existential crisis with so-called climate change, so much so that climate alarmism is probably the greatest cause for mental health crisis in the world. The solutions, the average person know, based on climate change, are far worse and more harmful and cost more human lives, especially in Europe during the time that you need heating, than do the problem and the problems themselves. Fourth, two more here, Robin. The fourth, China. The number one adversary, not just to the United States, but to free people on planet Earth. Not only... Do we at at Davos not say that? We give the Chinese Communist Party a platform. Count on President Trump ending that nonsense. And fifth, as we sit here, another supranational organization, the World Health Organization, is discussing foisting gender ideology upon the global South. These are practices that are under review, if not being rejected, by countries in Northern Europe. The new president especially if it's President Trump will, as you like to say, trust the science. He will understand the basic biological reality of manhood and womanhood. And do you know why? Not because of retribution, not because he's a dictator, but because he has the power of the American people behind him. And it's connected to Senator Portman's excellent point, that in addition to needing a vigorous executive, we look forward to having the popular will inform both the House and Senate in 2025 to pass laws on all of those issues and many others. Ultimately, Robin, I think President Trump, if in fact he wins a second term, is going to be inspired by the wise words of Javier Millet, who said that he was in power not to guide sheep, but to awaken lions. That's what the average American and the average free person on planet Earth wants out of leaders.
1: Yeah, it was just so good. It was a long clip, but he said so many good things. Oh
3: man. Yeah, it it was just
0: absolutely fantastic. And now we have something fun. Are we done yeah, with yeah, all the... We're, l-
1: we're done. We're done with all the wow. spot-on uh, naysaying... Anyway, uh, our palate cleanser this week, we have an Australian comedi- comedian named uh, Tim Minchin. I'll be honest, I had n- never heard of him before, uh, but he gave a speech at Western Australia University, and uh, that which is his alma mater, and uh, this is really fantastic. Enjoy.
9: I'm not an inspirational speaker. I've never lost a limb on a mountainside, metaphorically, or otherwise and I'm certainly not here to give career advice because, well, I've never really had what most would consider a job. However, I have had large groups of people listening to what I say for quite a few years now and it's given me an inflated sense of self-importance. So I will now, at the ripe old age of 37.9, bestow upon you nine life lessons. One, you don't have to have a dream. Americans on talent shows always talk about their dreams. Fine, if you have something you've always wanted. To do, dreamed of like in your heart, go for it. After all it's something to do with your time chasing a dream and if it's a big enough one it'll take you most of your life to achieve so by the time you get to it and are staring uh, into the abyss of the meaninglessness of your achievement you'll be almost dead so it won't matter. (laughs) (laughs) I never really had one of these dreams and so I advocate passionate dedication to the pursuit of short-term goals. Be micro-ambitious. Put your head down and work with pride on whatever is in front of you. You never know where you might end up. Just be aware the next worthy pursuit will probably appear in your periphery, which is why you should be careful of long-term dreams. If you focus too far in front of you, you won't see the shiny thing out the corner of your eye. 2. Don't seek happiness. Happiness is like an orgasm. If you think about it too much, it goes away. Keep busy and aim to make someone else happy and you might find you get some as a side effect. We didn't evolve to be constantly content. Contented Homo erectus got eaten before passing on their genes. Three, remember it's all luck. You are lucky to be here. You are incalculably incalculably lucky to be born. Understanding that you can't truly take credit for your successes nor truly blame others for their failures will humble you and make you more compassionate. Empathy is intuitive, but is also something you can work on intellectually. Four, exercise. I'm sorry, you pasty, pale, smoking philosophy grads, arching your eyebrows into a Cartesian curve as you watch the human movement mob winding their way through their, the miniature traffic cones of their existence. You are wrong, and they are right. Well, you're half right. You think, therefore, you are. But also, you jog, therefore, you sleep, therefore, you're not overwhelmed by existential angst. You can't be can't and you don't want to be. Play a sport, do yoga, pump iron, run, whatever, but take care of your body. You're going to need it. Most of you mob are going to live to nearly 100 and even the poorest of you will achieve a level of wealth that most humans throughout history could not have dreamed of. And this long, luxurious life ahead of you is going to make you depressed. (laughs) Five, be hard on your opinions. A famous bon Mott asserts that opinions are like arseholes and that everyone has one. There is great wisdom in this, but I would add that opinions differ significantly from arseholes and that yours should be constantly and thoroughly examined. <laughs> we must think critically and not just about the ideas of others. Be hard on your beliefs, take them out onto the veranda and hit them with a cricket bat. Be intellectually rigorous. Identify your biases, your prejudices, your privileges. Most of society's arguments are kept alive by a failure to acknowledge nuance. We tend to generate false dichotomies and then try to argue one point using two entirely different sets of assumptions, like two tennis players trying to win a match by hitting beautifully executed shots from either end of separate tennis courts. Six. Be a teacher, please, please, please be a teacher. Teachers are the most admirable and important people in the world. You don't have to do it forever, but if you're in doubt about what to do, be an amazing teacher. Even if you're not a teacher, be a teacher. Share your ideas. Don't take for granted your education. Rejoice in what you learn and spray it. Seven, define yourself by what you love. I found myself doing this thing a bit recently where if someone asks me what sort of music I like, I say, well, I don't listen to the radio because pop song lyrics annoy me. Or if someone asks me what food I like, I say, I think truffle oil is overused and slightly obnoxious. And I see it all the time online, people whose idea of being part of a subculture is to hate Coldplay or football or feminists or the Liberal Party. We have a tendency to define ourselves in opposition to stuff. As a comedian, I make my living out of it but try to also express your passion for things you love. Be demonstrative and generous in your praise of those you admire. Send thank you cards and give standing ovations. Be pro stuff, not just anti stuff. Eight, respect people with less power than you. I have in the past made important decisions about people I work with, agents and producers, big decisions based largely on how they treat the wait staff in the restaurants we're having the meeting in. I don't care if you're the most powerful cat in the room. I will judge you on how you treat the least powerful. So there. (laughs) Nine, finally, don't rush. You don't need to already know what you're going to do with the rest of your life. Don't panic. You will soon be dead. (laughs) Life will sometimes seem long and tough and, God, it's tiring. And you will sometimes be happy and sometimes sad and then you'll be old and then you'll be dead. There is only one sensible thing to do with this empty existence and that is fill it, not fill it, fill it. Life is best filled by learning as much as you can about as much as you can, taking pride in whatever you're doing, having compassion, sharing ideas, running, being enthusiastic. And then there's love and travel and wine and sex and art and kids and giving and mountain climbing, but you know all that stuff already. It's an incredibly exciting thing, this one meaningless life of yours. Good luck, and thank you for indulging me. That was
1: really, really good. I, I, he, uh, <clears throat> he hit on some things that I thought were pretty interesting. It's sorry. <laughs> Don't be surprised when it makes you depressed. <laughs> yeah. that, that was just <laughs> brilliant.
0: You'll be old and then dead. So it's like, (laughs) did it really matter while you were alive? Or, you know, it's. uh, I thought it was uh, just a good, uh, let's call it an average Joe's view of how you get through life. That's right. That's right. And was very well done. I've seen it two or three times and I just went, I guess I keep showing up for me to see because I need to share it. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. When you sent it to me, I was like, I was glued to the, it's six minutes long, almost seven minutes long. I was glued to it. So
0: it just goes zip and it's done. Yep. Anyway, yeah, yep. we went long, folks. Yeah. But we thought that would be something. We had something that clears the palate yeah. and makes you
1: ready to join another week. Made you laugh and something to ponder at the same time. But uh, that's right. Anyway, we uh, we hope you were somewhat informed and had fun like we did. Don't forget, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: And there's always our website to view our past and present episodes at stayoffmylawn.us.
1: And we will see you, well, I'll see you in a few weeks, folks. Uh, I think Richard will see you next week. So.
0: I'm going to try to. We're going to try to be back next week. We'll see how it goes, and we'll go from there. You can do it. out it. do his stuff and my stuff. I'm I'm basically lazy. I don't know how he does I'll, his I'll stuff. Send, I'll send, so send we'll you. We'll figure, make it work.
1: I'll send you my check of that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. That's right. I'm doing the job of two so I should get twice the pay I'm getting now. Exactly, exactly. Two zeros
1: in it, not just one. (laughs) And we will see you then, folks.
0: Take care, people. Toodles. Well, we had fun and hope you did, too. The opinions heard here today are not those of anyone other than Mike and Richard. If it made you laugh or go, hmm, or even, huh, then we've done our job. Sort of. mostly, anyway. And if we made you think about things in a common-sense manner, we welcome you to the club. And if it didn't, then just stay off my lawn. See you next time.